The readings today are taken from Romans chapter 5, verses 3 to 5, and from James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4. Hope through suffering. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. then from James chapter 1, Trials and Temptations. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. the same. Okay. Yes, finally. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, this is a great joy and privilege for me to be here again. Thank you so much, Tom, for this great opportunity that I have to share God's word with you all about endurance. As Tom shared, it is a, uh, said, it is a really hard and tough topic, especially uh, because lots of emotions and feelings might come up, and uh, we have to know that how we can control all of them. But uh, so, so that's why I just want to invite you to fasten your seatbelt and come with me on this journey. So I want to draw you uh, on, uh, take you uh, to, on, uh, to, to take you with myself to Friday. Uh, so, which I was working from home, and it was a very lovely day, very beautiful day, and later on I will say that, why I'm saying that it was really beautiful. So, on Friday, I was laying on sofa and drinking my English breakfast tea, and still, because of cultural differences, I don't know why is, the, is this an, an English breakfast tea, because people are drinking that all the day. But however, so I was drinking and enjoying my English breakfast tea, uh, and then, and also I was enjoying the couple therapy series on BBC iPlayer, and um, I was thinking that everything is perfect, I have peace, and no worries anymore, I have done all my assignments, and everything is perfect. Suddenly, I heard uh, 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 my mobile's notification. 
So, but before that, let me tell that that day was so lovely. And even though it might sound strange to all of you when I say beautiful day, because I, I think that that day was completely rainy and so cloudy. So here I here why I'm calling that beautiful day. This is my secret because I'm fan of British weather. So I have some sort of different favorites here. Absolutely, and I'm, uh, almost number one is Sharo, no doubt there. But the second one is British weather, English breakfast tea. And the third one, which is really important for all of us, uh, is Tom's email. So on Friday, on that night, when I was enjoying my moment full of joy and excitement, I received Tom's email. And, and it was a part there which was mentioning that who will be the next speaker and preacher in the, on Sunday. So here we go. It was written like this. This Sunday, Robert Cromie will be preaching at both services on the topic of endurance with re reading taken from Romans chapter 5 and James chapter 1. As you can imagine, Robert is a very well qualified to speak on this topic and it promises to be a special morning. Thank you very much, Tom. <laughs> but I know that it wouldn't be like that. I'm, I'm fan of Tom's email because for someone special like me who is traveling everywhere and uh, so, so it's, it's a wonderful way to get updates from the church and families and that's why on behalf of whole congregation, big thank you, massive thank you Tom, Tom for all your hard works. But, but, but I bet you can guess what happened next to me. All of a sudden the calm mood became super tense. On my, oh my goodness, I had to quickly go over and redo my sermon. I have to find funny jokes and funny quotes. I don't know the culture. How can I talk about those sort of things? So to be honest, first, when I came to St. Paul's, it was very funny for me. Someone was talking with me and he was saying funny, st funny stuff to me. And I was completely like a strange man looking at him. I, was kind of, I wasn't able to understand what is, he, what is he saying to me. And suddenly I think he realized that there is some wrong with me. And he told me that, Robert, Robert, don't worry, I'm just pulling your leg. And I was wondering, why my legs? <laughs> What's wrong with my legs? So when I'm, taking, when I'm saying that I read Tom's email in that way, for me, for someone like me who is perfectionist, it was like that. I have to do, redo all my sermon again and again because of expectations. But then I ended up with prayer. That it's not about me, it's not about my story, it's not about the name, it's not about Robert Cromie, it's about God's work everywhere. I'm here to share some stories from Iran, but at the same time I'm here to share that God is merciful and God is here forever for all of us. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's why I want to talk about suffering. And I liked uh, the analogy and when, when Tom talked about going to gym, I had a bit small experience of going to gym. I'm, I'm not a gymmy person, if that's the word. So uh, I, I do remember when we were in Turkey together, Shara and I, we started to go to, to gym. And uh, I can't uh, forget my first day uh, I was there. 
uh, like Alice in the Wonderland, lots of dumbbells, weights on the floor, and I was just looking, okay, what am I doing here? Then I said to myself that let's start from treadmill, and I started to run on the treadmill for 20 minutes or something, and was praying and singing all those sort of hymns. I can't share you the excitement moment when I finished all those exercises and I went to the inf stay in front of me and I start, started to look at myself. It was amazing. I was checking all my muscles, everything. Yeah, it's working actually. So talking about endurance is like something like that. I know that it might listen and heard in that way that this is a very tough subject, but I promise you that all of us are familiar with that. All of us are familiar with that in a different phase. So that's why it, this is important for our life to think about this. When suffering comes, we often stop and ask God to be, give us what we need to suffer well. Sometimes the suffering itself unexpectedly becomes his answer to that prayer as well. One experience of suffering with the presence and help of God can prepare us for the next one which is coming and is on the way. But scripture actually goes even further and says that when we receive and experience suffering in a certain way, we can actually begin to rejoice it. Like the, our experience in gym. We can start to rejoice it in our suffering. But to be honest, I, let me say that I haven't suffered as much as many have, but I have suffered enough to know that this is one of the most important things in my life, to just pay enough attention to that, to understand what is the meaning of suffering. I'm sure that nowadays we are following all the news. We started with Ukraine, and now with Gaza and Israel, and that wouldn't be the end of all these stories. But I just want to invite you, if suffering is real everywhere, why we don't want to pay just five minutes or 10 minutes of our attention to that? Suffering is real, and it's everywhere. I know that maybe culturally, uh, I, I have, I, I've lived in Iran most of my life, and I've brought up with that culture, and I, I ha we've, we, we, have been, we have been trained to all the time wear masks in a different life situation to show that we are strong enough. Especially, I started my ministry when I was 21 years old, and when I, when, when I became senior pastor of the church, I was 23, and all the time this was a huge expectation from me that you have to wear formal robes and collars everywhere. And I couldn't live my life because of those harsh restrictions. So that's why today I'm very casual. I did ask Tom that, Tom, is it okay? Is there any dress code? And it was too late, just before five minutes of service for me. But I just want to let you know that suffering is real. And it's not about being from Middle East or somewhere else. You can find suffering everywhere. One of the clearest texts along these lines was, is Romans chapter 5, verses 3 to 4, where we heard from the reader. And I would like to invite you to listen to these two verses again while I'm reading. We rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. I just want to ask you a question. Who in your life talks about suffering like that? 
We don't merely receive and tolerate suffering when it comes. When it, when it comes. We rejoice in it. Our hope doesn't merely survive suffering. Suffering strangely makes our hope stronger. Suffering produces endurance, which produces character, which produces hope. Has your experience of heartache and loss felt like that? So this is, the, my, this is my point. My first point is, as, as I read, suffering produces endurance, produces endurance. We all can see how hope might help someone embrace and endure suffering. But, the, but Apostle Paul doesn't settle for mere survival. He demands that suffering strengthens hope and serve joy. So how does this happen? First, by showing us how much God can do when we come to the end of what we can do. The first point is that. So when we are talking about suffering, we think that sometimes we are talking about our own abilities. The things that we have, the skills that we, have, we, we learned, and the, the, the abilities that we have developed during our whole life. I'm a good speaker, so coming and talking and preaching at St. Paul's is nothing for me. I'm a good comp I have good IT skills, so receiving emails from my director or line manager is nothing for me. It is easy and peasy to do whatever they want. But it's not about our skills. It's not about our abilities. It's all about God, who's going to define and give meanings to all of our suffering. What is the meaning behind our suffering? So I have uh, this privilege to work, and I've been working with traumatized Iranian clergies as a counselor. And one of the common things, even in my own life, I suffered a lot with that, is lack of meaning in our life. We know that there is a lots of things happening. And sometimes we don't have an answer to them. Sometimes we can't justify them. Sometimes we don't have anything to say and we don't know how and from where should we start to talk about these sort of things. But there is no doubt as soon as we start to understand the meaning of all those suffering, all those problems, we, we will learn that how we can endure during those sufferings. I'm very inspired in my job as a counselor and as a mentor uh, with the work of Viktor Frankl. He was uh, an Austrian psychiatrist in the Auschwitz camps. So he, he chant, actually he sent to the different uh, concentration camps and he developed his uh, therapy and approach in Auschwitz, at Auschwitz, when he was thinking and, f thinking and reflecting on the meaning of life. So interestingly, he observed something interesting that lots of young people, let's say fit people, lots of strong people, lots of powerful people, I don't know, young people who are folks or who are living there with him, uh, are dying, are committing to a suicide, are dying in a different situation under the different uh, pressures of uh, Auschwitz. At the same time, ordinary people like me, like you, are surviving. And it was a question mark in the head of Dr. Viktor Frankl that what is happening here? Why these feet people? What the, why these sportsmen? Why these people who, are, who spend almost all their life, I mean, and lived a very wonderful life, now is dying constantly after each other. But ordinary people are just surviving. And then he realized that because 
people who have meaning for their life, they know how they can survive. For some of them, meaning was, finally, I will see my family again. For some of them was meaning that I will go out from here and I, will go, I would go to my childhood home, my childhood town, to visit, to see all my relatives there. As for some of them was, I will go and I will marry my loved, one, uh, my, my loved girlfriend and I will have my own family. All of them, all of them had meaning for their suffering. And in his prominent, in his well-known book, Dr. Frankel explained his approach and therapy. And actually, he put that in this way, that meaning is everything. And that's why today I want to talk about endurance from that perspective. Meaning is everything. Numbers, uh, my second point is about endurance uh, proves character. Suffering strengthens hopes by revealing and refining who we, who we really are. We may not li like what suffering reveals, but it unveils us. So I just want to invite you to see from a different angle. We thought we were patient under, under, until the car broke down for the third time this year. We thought we were kind and gentle until our child pitched another fit at bedtime. We thought our faith was firm and unshakable until our spouse got sick and then more sick and then more sick. Suffering shakes our souls and bringing sin to the surface and revealing the worst in us. It's a sort of purification, I would say. So it's, I mean, suffering helps me to understand what is here inside. I do remember, so uh, lots of times when I was in Iran, uh, so I had lots of interrogations and I was with Iranian authorities for several days and one of the beautiful things in my life was spending time on my own, that room, waiting for my interrogator. And instead of praying that God give me enough strength, God, God give me enough strength to talk, put your word, give me the Holy Spirit and pour your Holy Spirit on me and let me know how can I answer all these questions. Part of my prayers was that, Lord, I know that I'm not enough. I'm sinner. What am I doing here? I know that I'm not enough to even call your name, but this is a huge privilege for me to sit here and to suffer because of your name. So this is the way that God uses suffering to purify all those things that we have here. And that's why I think suffering is really important. So first of all, so suffering, uh, suffering produce endurance and all those experiences, all those things helps us to shape our character. I'm working with different people who are, again, as I'm said, suffering from anxiety and depression and lots of clergies who are suffering because of trauma and lots of issues who is which is happening right now in Iran. The second common thing there is that, is that lots of people, including myself as well, we don't know who we are in God. 
We don't have any idea who we are in God. We just heard and we're just saying that, yeah, we know that we have been created in the image of God. We are children of God. We are, I'm, I'm son of God. And I'm sure that God is here forever for me and forever for all of us. But actually, when, when all those sort of things are happening, when, when painful moments is coming, uh, are coming, th that's the best time to understand. Do we know exactly who we are in God? So that's why I think uh, suffering is really important to remind us, reminds, and it will remind us that who we are into God's presence, who we are in God's, in God's presence. I'm son of God. So one of the early memories that I had, one of my friends, he was in prison. Uh, her na his name is Hamid. He was in prison for almost 20 days in solidarity confinement. And after that, he spent six months in Iran in prison because of his ministry among Muslim people. And I, I had this opportunity to hear from him. And he shared lots of things about his uh, life and about his experience in prison. And he said that the very first days I was completely disappointed and bitter and anger was everywhere there. I was completely angry with God. God, why you have forsaken me? But later on, I realized that I'm there to learn and understand that what is my position and who am I in God's eyes, through God's eyes. One day he said something to me wonderful about, uh, about his life in prison, actually, for almost those six months. And he said that, Robert, and in that time I had the, this time to write lots of poems. And one of these poems was this, Kings takes lives so they can become emperor. My king gave his life so he can become the emperor of my heart. So he realized that his God's will for him, God's calling for him, is not just to have a wonderful life, to experience wonderful life, ready meals and hot meal everywhere on the table. I mean, having lots of channels, lots of things, internet everywhere. In my days, it wasn't there in Iran. So that's why I'm saying in this way. But then he said that I realized that this is my love and my calling to be voice for voiceless people. He is traveling in Iran to share God's word everywhere. And also, Shara and I, we are traveling everywhere to talk about God's calling, endurance, suffering, and the story of all these things to share with people, to tell them that it's not too late. It's not too late to all of us. And, and if suffering produces endurance, endurance pr proves character. It proves you who you are. The third one, the last and also last one, character produces hope. If we could see that we are real in Christ, as I shared, how would that make us feel about our future? This is my question. If we are real, if the king of heaven lives in us and intercedes for us and promises to come back for us, then our future is overwhelmingly bright and secure, no matter how unbearable our present may feel for now. In other words, character produce hopes. Character produce hope. So I know who am I, so that's why I have hope. I know who am I in Christ, so that's why I have hope. 
So I just want to say that why James in this way says that counting it all joy, my brothers, when you met trials of various kinds, for you know that that the testing of your faith produce steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So I just want to end with this, that character produce, produces hope in a situation that it's no hope for you. So maybe, uh, when I was with, uh, with, with authorities, I want to finish with this uh, uh, memory that I have in my head. When I was with, uh, with authorities, the very first days I was thinking that God will send his angels and he, will, he would open the doors miraculously for me and I will escape from the, here and I will run out and I will be free and I will enjoy the rest of my life. But it never happened. I was there. Because at the end, I realized that he's going to do a big operation on me and on all of us to help us to understand that, who we are in Lord Jesus Christ and what kind of hope we have. Our hope is in heaven, not on the earth. Not, not here. Our hope is on the, on, in heaven. So that's why I just want to say that through suffering, we see that we are someone we could never have been without grace. And I just want to finish with this, that through suffering, actually, we realize that who we are. So that's why I'm very grateful for suffering. And I want to say, finish with this, suffering will always change you. Let's pray together.